Hey guys, you are listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Stephanie. And this is part five of our summer drinking series. Yeah, so if you've been following along with us, we've been going once a month to a different brewery out in the Chicago suburbs. Yes. That took a little bit of effort to get to. Uh-huh. And uh, trying to try new places, try some new beer. Yep. Learn more, meet some people, do the good stuff. Yes, that. Um, so this week, or this month, I guess, we went to Unani and Hubbard's Cave. Yeah, so Unani is like the main brand, and then Hubbard's Cave is like a sub- secondary brand that they yeah. do, that they do all of their like styles and barrels. Yeah, so Unani does like Belgians and wilds and farmhouses, sours, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And then Hubbard's Cave is IPAs and stouts for the most part. Yes. Um, So that's out in Niles. Yep. Um, We got there from work, so we just Ubered. We took an Uber from our office, which was very nice. It was very close. It was like 10 minutes away from where we work. Um, But we got home by Ubering to the Blue Line and then took the Blue Line home. You can also bus to... Yeah, Blue Line to bus or like vice versa. Yeah. So So not super hard to get to. It was a... Easier than I expected to get to and from the blue line. Like yes. I, I, when I looked up the directions, I remember seeing it was going to be a bus, and it didn't come very often, and I was like, ugh, great. But then I was like, no, why don't we just Uber? Yeah. <laughs> so it worked out well. Yeah. Um, so uh, starting this month, and hopefully going forward, we can continue to do this, um, we decided to drink a beer from the brewery on the episode well the minisode um, yeah on the drinking series yeah. normally we get a beer and we take it back and we drink it on like a full length yeah. episode but we're gonna try this new thing and see how it goes yeah try it out um might not work but uh it's worth a shot yeah so. so we got um so this is not just something that we've never done before on top yeah. of not drinking it on the summer drinking series yeah i have oh that's true ale. sorry that's what i meant yeah. yeah we've never drank a wild ale um on the air before so we actually have right now um Lissol version three from unani and this is an american wild ale fermented with blackberries um six and a half percent um while we were we'll get into this in a little bit but we they have so many variants of this is like one of their staple beers like that they do variants of so yeah um, so we're going to crack these open and drink it and tell you what it tastes like. Hopefully blackberries. Mm, it smells, smells sour. Like blackberries. It also smells sour. So the reason... It looks very red. Before um, we drink this, the reason that we don't normally do wild ales or sours is because I personally do not like them. Um, but we Stephanie had a few over there and um, I actually really like them. Yeah. Um, you tried one of the other variants of this, and yep. we'll, again, we'll come we'll back to that it. a little bit. But. Um, so that's why we decided to do this and get um, a sour wild ale style. Sour and wilds are different. It's a wild ale. But it says sour all over. So like a sour Fair. flavor. Bit Fair. Here is all what right, I mean. I don't mean like sour style. I, I know. I'm okay. just giving you a Anyways, we're going to do this now. That's tart. It's supposed to be. I know. So, um, first thoughts? You like it? Like it as much as what we had on draft, or is it... Um, I liked what we had on draft a little bit better. Okay. Um, I don't not like this, though. It's just, like, this doesn't have the typical sour flavor that I don't like. Yeah. But it's very drying. 
Yep. I think it's a blackberry. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't dislike it. It's it's very blackberry. I like it. Yeah. It's yeah. got a very good blackberry flavor. And that's one thing I really appreciate about this brewery. Is, um, is that what you appreciate about them? Yes. Okay. Yes, um, they really, like, heavily ferment their wilds with the fruit. Got it. So it's not like, oh, there's fruit in this, but you can't, like, taste it at all. Like, this very much tastes like blackberry. Okay. So, um, it's definitely dry, definitely blackberry. Any other notes that you get from it? It's very crisp as well. Yeah, it almost has, like, the crispness. Crispiness? Crispness. Yeah. Of, like, a cider. Mm, almost yeah, reminds me I of get that. that. Like, if you have a really, like crisp cider yeah even though i don't like ciders but that's like the flavor like distinction i can think of yeah it almost tastes like a like it reminds me of like a warhead with the wake of the waves making me puff yeah. a little bit yeah yeah that's one thing I, I also like about these beers is they're just the right amount of sour where like it makes your mouth pucker a little mm -hmm. bit but it's not like gonna get you heartburn afterwards right yeah for sure um okay so three words Tart crisp blackberry. Blackberry is not in the name. Yeah, I was I would say tart crisp blackberry as well actually. Um, cool. So that's Lissol three. Mm -hmm. We will get into the beers that we tried. So I will start off. Yeah, go for it. Um, the I think the first beer I had. How many beers did they have on? Twenty five, thirty. Twenty four. Okay. They had 24. They had just um, tapped two, I believe. Yeah, the day. day we were there. Um, the first one I had was their fresh IPA, one hot mosaic. So that's on the Hubbard's Cave side. That's on the Hubbard's Cave side. Yeah. Um, so I did all Hubbard's Cave. I did half Hubbard's, half Unini. Yeah. So the fresh, um, or I guess it's fresh double IPA, or Imperial IPA. Um, mosaic. Mosaic is one of my favorite hops. Yep. Um, that was a really clean drink. Um, it was very, it wasn't super juicy, but it was, it had a nice like juice level to it for being an Imperial. Yeah. Um, but also that mosaic was the so, mosaic so good. mosaic was so smooth. It was, um, I mean, it was fantastic. Their it, IPAs are very good. Yeah. That they IPA, didn't have a ton on, but. Yeah. So when the other IPA they had on was, uh, Nelson fresh IPA, one hop. But we decided to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Get IPAs. Um, so, yeah, the Mosaic. I had to get Mosaic. Oh, yeah. I had to get it because it was Mosaic. Um, and it was fantastic. That fresh IPA is a great mm -hmm. uh, like segment. I really do. like that they do like a one hop. So you really mm. get like a whole like flavor profile of that hop. Yeah, I like that it, a lot too. It's a lot of the times, well, not a lot of the times, but like most IPAs are like a mixture of hops. Mm -hmm. um, so you get like a different like depth of flavor and a different yeah. like series of it's just flavors. like a nice well-rounded yeah, flavor when you do a one hop like that yeah especially with mosaic i think oh, every yeah. one hop mosaic i've ever had is real fantastic. good it's been real good yeah i'm flashing back to pipeworks and yeah. oh i missed that beer yep that's exactly what i'm talking about um my first beer that i had actually the only reason i got it was because they said they were about to run out so that's why i immediately mm -hmm. had to get it um, I got the barrel-aged French toast Imperial Stout. Yes. So this guy was an Imperial Stout with maple, cinnamon sticks, vanilla bean, and lactose. 
and it was apparently aged for 11 months in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. So I liked this one a lot, and I that's saying a lot for me because I'm not like a barrel-aged drinker typically. Yeah, that one was nice because it didn't have a huge like liquor, liquor taste, flavor yeah. from the barrel age, and I think that was because it was cut with the French the maple syrup flavor. Yep. Um, so it was a little bit sweeter, but it kind of cut. I thought like, it like cut the flavor. sweetness with the alcohol, and it cut the alcohol with the sweetness. Yeah. So it had a really nice balance to it. Yes, it, it definitely tasted like boozy French toast. So. so um, before I move on, I guess we'll say, I'll say that the One Hot Mosaic was 8.5%, and your... Mine was 13. 13, okay. So what did you rate yours? Um, I didn't rate, because my phone's going to die. Oh, that's right. Um, what would you have I would have rated the Mosaic as like a 4.75. I gave Barrel Aged French Toast a 4.5. It was very close. So the Mosaic, I have to compare it to like Pipeworks Mosaic IPA. And that's a perfect it's five. It's so for me. hard to compare like beers like that, but when it's a single hop of that nature, exactly. nothing compares to that Pipeworks. Mosaic, right. So, so that's the only reason I, I didn't that. get a five. It was fantastic, and honestly, should get a five if I had never had Mosaic by uh, Pipeworks. But um, it's just because like I can compare the two. It yeah. was really, really, really good though. I cannot stress enough how good that was. Yeah, I wish that uh, it was closer so we could have easier access to their IPAs. Yeah, I mean, I know they have them at they, Beer Temple. They have cans at Garfield's. Oh, that's right. You told me that. I just have I've never really like, looked yeah. out. Well, now we know. We can get some easier and try their other IPAs, and yep. we will come back to you guys with some updates. So the next one I had was Hubbard's Cave uh, Chocolate and Strawberry Pop de Creme. That was a 12% um, brewed with lactose, chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla beans. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was also fantastic. The... Like, the strawberry flavor was not overwhelming, but you could definitely taste it. And like you mentioned, like, they definitely do ferment their beers with yeah. a decent amount of fruit. And so, in my experience with, like, their Pot de Creme series, it's tasted a lot like the fruit. Yeah. But not overly sweet, like strawberry. And sometimes the strawberry gets kind of, like, an artificial flavor, but that yeah. actually, like, felt like you were biting into a strawberry. Yeah, that, that's the best way to describe it, yeah. I would think. I also really liked that beer. Yeah, and it wasn't super heavy. It was just, like, really smooth, really clean. For it being that high ABV, it um, was very, like, easy to drink. Yes. It was almost... I don't know if it's the right way to describe the texture, but it almost reminded me of like the texture of a breakfast stout. I was gonna say that, so I I don't know if that's the right word for it. But that's all like it's like a thinner about. texture. Yeah. It wasn't like a super thick boy. Um, yeah. It was thinner. I drank more like an IPA, honestly, mm-hmm. with a stout flavor. That's a good way to put it. Um, my next one was another one of the Pot de Creme series. Okay, I had the chocolate and raspberry. Yep. So, this one was raspberry, vanilla bean, lactose, coconibs. Um, also was incredible. It was so forward on the raspberry. Mm-hmm. But it was really nice. Like, yeah, it wasn't like like you were saying. It's You don't get the sweetness of the fruit. You yep. get the heavy, heavy flavor of Agreed. the fruit. yeah. Which makes it much easier to drink. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, what did you rate that one? 4.75. Yeah, I would have rated the strawberry 4.75. So, real talk though. What's your favorite Neapolitan stout now? Honestly, I, and I told you this yesterday, yeah. I think that the, the one I had, so it was pop, the chocolate and strawberry, might beat out Energy City Neapolitan. Energy City's so damn good, though. Um, however, like, abduction, chocolate covered strawberry abduction still ranks So your green. favorite? Yeah. Um, but, like, that one's in between the two. Got it. Fair, fair. Um, the next one I had was El Zacaton, 
Um, oh, that was the one the, the guy was also telling us yeah, we to try. Yeah, so there was a guy that was sitting next to us that told you to try the French toast. Yeah. Uh, and he said to try the Zacaton. Um, so that one was, and it's, it's super overwhelming to listen to when I mentioned what's in it. She, yeah, she's going to read the what's in it, but like it doesn't, you don't get all of these flavors. It just seems overwhelming. So it's an imperial stout fermented on toasted oak with almond flour, cacao nibs, cinnamon sticks, vanilla beans, ancho chilies, guajillo chilies, and habanero chilies. Um, with all those different chili flavors, you it kind of gets lost, to be honest. So like you don't taste chili really but it kind of like burns as it goes down a little bit so like you you get the warmth of it of the chilies but you don't taste every individual one you get a lot of cinnamon um yeah i got more of like a when i tried some of yours i felt more of like a cinnamon heat than a pepper heat so it wasn't like a pepper heat it was a cinnamon like i i tasted yeah. the cinnamon but then as i like drank more of it like my chest got warm mm. in a way so like it, interesting it was like a, a little like light burning sensation that was super nice it yeah. was like not expected even though there are chilies in it it wasn't really that expected that um, was a great flavor and then i didn't really get too much almond or chocolate or vanilla in it i think that's just because like the chili and the spice flavor was so forward i um, like that that had a good flavor to it yes i liked it too i gave that i would give that one like a 4.25 that's fair um it was really good just not my favorite yeah. So, the next one I had was one of the Los Soul series. It was number 27, and it was Pear and Pomegranate. And that one's from the Unini. Yes. Yep. I mean, we already did mention the Los Soul series. Right. It's from the Unini side. Just for those of you that zoned out. <laughs> for some reason, are just tuning in now, yeah. halfway through. Um, so, that one was very dry. Yeah. Um, so, it was the same beer as like what we're drinking now, but rather than fermented with blackberry... It was pear and pomegranate. Um, the one flavor I really got heavily on this that I remember, because it wasn't listed, it reminded me of like a melon flavor. Mm, yeah. I liked that a lot. I loved this beer. Yes. I agree. Uh, I liked that a lot. It was that a was, great wild. That was the reason that we decided to get the yeah, series. Yeah, we liked that, that was so fantastic. much. Yeah. Um, so going back real quick, the El Zacaton was 12%. And then mine was 6.5. Um... And what would you rate it? I gave it a 4.75. Got it. Um, we'll get into the last one, and then I have a note that I do want to mention. Okay. So the last one I had was Hubbard's Cave Cocoa Van, and that was uh, an Imperial Stout with coconut and vanilla. I didn't really get a lot of coconut in that one, which was kind of surprising. I think I did get coconut when I tried yours. I got coconut. I didn't get a ton of coconut. So, like, a lot of the coconut-flavored things I've had beer-wise are, so like... like like, Death by Coconut, obviously, yeah. by that name. But, like, in general, like, from different beer events, and I can't think of any off the top of my head. But the coconut flavor is always super forward. Yeah. And it almost tastes like this wasn't, like, toasted coconut, because that's usually the flavor. It almost mm. tastes like raw, like raw coconut or coconut milk. Um, so, like, less of, a, like, a toasty flavor or, like, a sweet flavor from the coconut. I liked it. I thought it was different. Yep. I gave that one a 4.2. I would give that one a 4.25 as well. Yeah. Um, and that was 11.5%. And then my last beer that I had there, I realized just now that I did not check in like an idiot, but it was the Creek from Udini, which is an American Wild with Morello Cherry. This one was very interesting because it literally tasted like a Cherry Jolly Rancher. It did. That one was like a very puckery. Yeah. It was a little well. bit more sour than the wilds we're drinking today, but it was so different and so good. 
That yep. one is 7.5%. So, yeah. The note I wanted to mention was I love that they do have like a range of um, like ABVs on these. Yeah. So, obviously, like their stouts are pretty high, like from 10 to like 13%. Um, but then their sours and the wild ales, or not sours and wild ales, but the wild ales and like the Belgian styles, um, they're all kind of ranging between like 6 to 8. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice, like, if you are into both styles, you can, like, switch from one to the other and not really, like, worry about getting hit super hard. I did really like that, be- the way the brewery is set up is that they have all of these styles, mm-hmm. because a lot of these times, like we've mentioned on previous episodes, will go and they have IPAs and stouts, yep. or they just have sours and IPAs, but they have, like, two styles. Like, this place had so much variety mm-hmm. within, you know, the taps that they had. Yeah. And I do like that they are, like, there's a distinct line between, yeah. like, the brands, which is kind of yeah. nice. And you don't see that. No, and it's nice that it, like, allows them to kind of focus on, like, one style or, like, one, yeah. not style, but one, like, flavor profile. Yeah. And then another um, with the other one. So, I don't know if you remember this, but you remember when we did the pastry stout competition? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were the, there. Yeah, the yeah. owner was there. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. He was there yesterday while we were there. Yeah, I, I realized that. Um, I do remember the pastry style competition. The other thing I wanted to note is that, um, like, for location, it's in, like, a strip mall. It's pretty small. There's, like, yeah. just a bar. Um, and then, like, their equipment in the back. Yeah. Um, it's a little industrial. Yeah. It's it's fine. Like, yeah. the current, it, it's, like, not really... They're growing. They're so. growing, yeah. So it's, like, not... It's not like what you would ex- can go to, but it's nice to have gone after work or oh yeah, yeah. That's like what it seemed like. Most of the people that were there were like just out of the office, yeah. grabbing a beer type. Scene. It was cool because it also was cool that like it seemed as though most of the clients or most of like their customers were like regulars. Yeah, like they um, were all sitting and chatting with the bartender yeah. and the owner. Like everybody knew everybody. Yeah, it was kind of nice. Um, and then you mentioned on the ride back that they are. Opening a new location. They are. So the date is still to be determined, but they're opening a new location over by the Leaning Tower, the leaning of, Niles. tower of Niles. Yep. It's, um, they're basically like putting down. They, we overheard them mentioning yesterday that they were laying floors and putting walls up, so. Yeah, so it's like starting from scratch, but it's supposed to be like huge. It's, uh, significantly larger, yes. yes. I guess not huge, significantly larger. And then they're going to actually have their own kitchen as well. Okay, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, what I actually thought was kind of cool was um, they don't have food, obviously, but they, like, brought food from home and, like, you could eat it. They have mac and cheese and chili, or you could get brie and cheese or, like, chips and guacamole. Yeah, the brie and cheese and the chips and guac, like, you paid for. But But they just had, like, free food from... Yeah, like, that they made They were like, hey, we have mac and cheese and chili. If you guys want some, we're like, okay. Yeah, we weren't hungry, but, yeah, that was kind of wild. It was kind of cool, though. Like, it, it felt like... You were hanging out in someone's house yeah. or like someone's kitchen. Yeah. Agreed. And it was like a homebrew situation. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of nice for that reason. I don't think I have anything else to cover for this. Would you go back? Specifically. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially with it being so close to work, I would absolutely go yeah. back. I definitely think that we need to do a follow-up and do an episode with a Hubbard's Cave IPA. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with that. And I think before, so before we end, we did want to mention that we are going to the pilot project soft opening this week. So by the time you hear this, it 
will have already happened. Yeah. Um, and they will be open. So they open Friday the 16th. Um, this episode comes out the Monday after. Yep. They'll be open. Definitely check them out. It's a gorgeous space. Yeah. Um, we were actually invited by their owner to come take a look and just chat about the new space before yep. it opened and got to get a little sneak taster yep. of some of the stuff they're working on. Yes. So, so it's fantastic. Uh, we'll, we're super excited to be attending the opening later this week and we think it's going to be a great space in addition to Logan Square. Agreed. Agreed. And it's going to be like definitely, we do a bar crawl or a beer yeah. brewery oh, crawl. Oh, that's going to be a stop. It's definitely going to be a stop. Um, it's a gorgeous space. What I really like about it is that it's going to be open, like, I think he mentioned, like, 8 a.m. So it's meant to be, like, a, a coffee co- shop in the morning and, like, a co-working space. Yeah. And then, like, they have the, the all the beer and yeah. stuff. So there's, like, a very cool, um, like, lounging area where you can, like, sit with the laptop and drink coffee. I, yeah, it was very different. Like, it almost felt more like a coffee shop than, like, a bar. Because well, they had some, like, the high tops. But, like, you think breweries like that, they did they don't have, yeah. like, big lounges and, like, big, like, tables where you can sit at. Like, yeah, but I, mean, I like that. I, like I know, that I liked it a lot. Um, it's, like, half coffee shop, like, yeah. half brewery incubator, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but we'll post photos I'm sure, yeah. from the opening so you guys can see it it's a beautiful space they did an incredible job because i'm pretty sure like they gutted the entire building, building and started yeah. over um but they did a fantastic job it's gorgeous yeah um so definitely make a trip out there yes when you can um what we've had was fantastic they yeah. had an incredible melon beer Maniana de Mallorca um, that we actually had at Ultra Fresh. Yeah, didn't we talk about that? Yep, so we talked yeah. about that one already. Um, and then we tried one of the brews that they're releasing. Incubating. Yeah. Um, which was also pretty solid. Um, and I guess that's all we can say about that. Yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out. Yes, go enjoy it. Sit on their patio. Yeah. All right. Cool. We will see you next time. Bye.